All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of FinTech Friday. I am super excited this week. Uh, our guest is sits in a role that we've not yet had on our little podcast. And so I'm really excited to get some uh, real feedback from a chief technology officer and an independent mortgage banker. Welcome, Baiju Thakar, to our podcast. Welcome, Baiju. Hey, thank you, Brian. Excited to be here. Yeah, super excited to, to have you on. Uh, before I hit record, we were chatting a little bit about uh, where you spent uh, the first part of your week. So maybe we'll start because this will be uh, very timely for this podcast. So you, you just came back from, uh, I still call it the Ellie May experience, but the ICE uh, experience event in Las Vegas. And uh, we were talking a little bit offline on that. Maybe quickly just uh well attended. What was the sentiment? You know, was there good electricity there? And then we'll kind of go a little deeper. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think, um, yeah, I think ICE experience is, was, uh, was a buzz. You know, a lot of people were excited after a couple of years of, of not being there or being online only. So yeah. being in person was, uh, was a lot of energy around, right? It, it was well attended. Um, I, I saw a lot of people. There was on, on some uh, some breakout session. It was like people were sitting on the floor because all the seats. Were <laughs> right? uh, there was a lot of waiting lists for for some of the sessions. And the you know like it, it was really good to see a lot of industry folks, a lot of folks that you've done business with in the last two three years. Where you know it was a lot of Zoom calls or Teams calls and and putting faces to you know pictures on the Zoom. It's, it yeah, was, it was good to see. Yeah, it was it was, it was a great experience for sure. I, I I didn't make it this year. We we just been on the run here um, the first part of the year. So this is one of those conferences that we had to kind of uh, avoid, not avoid, but couldn't schedule. We just didn't, didn't have enough time. But uh, I always enjoyed the conference because most mortgage conferences kind of are focused in on the front of the house, kind of the production. You know, it's either production or cap markets. I know. Mortgage Bankers Association has their technology conference. But, but what I always thought was uh, really cool about the Ellie Mae uh, or ICE event was it, it's, it's like the one event of the year where you can get deep into a mortgage banker's operation shop yeah. and you get attendees that are in underwriting, in processing, in post-closing and closing. And they basically represent the entire ecosystem from a mortgage banking uh, perspective. And I'm assuming that's still the case and, and the breakouts still cater to all those different areas. Yeah, I, I think you hit on the head, you know, coming from an engineering background, development heavy application development side of stuff, um, it's good to see like the Encompass admin side, Encompass support side, right? So a lot of those, um, a lot of those folks that were there have different set of needs, right? Now in my new role as CTO, it, and uh, it, it, it was a good experience for me from having to uh, in, interact with um, the other side of like the back office side, right? Not just the folks that are building the front end UIs and, and database and stuff like that. So there was a, you know, it was a lot of smart people there, uh, a lot of yeah. vendors doing some amazing things. And, uh, and you know, I spoke, you know, put on a good, good, uh, good, uh, really good experience, right? Like, because this is new for them because, you know, they were LED right. and they had it in person, you know? You know, technically, they got through two purchases, right? They they, they went to a private equity firm. And then oh, yeah. A 10-month period, they went to ICE like right after that, right? So big changes for them. But uh, a lot of new and exciting things coming on the roadmap from, from LMA slash ICE. 
Love it. So let, that's a good uh, a good segue. So I think I mentioned this. Uh, you're Chief Technology Officer at Synergy One Lending. Uh, maybe just quickly for the audience that that's not uh, familiar with um, Synergy One, just describe who who is Synergy One uh, real briefly, and then we'll then we'll talk a little bit about kind of what you're what you're seeing in the industry. Sure. Uh, Synergy One Lending is is one of the leading. Um, um, mortgage uh, independent mortgage company in, in the country. Um, you know we uh, we do we do a lot of volume on the retail side. You know we're retail heavy at the moment. You know, uh, but yeah, you know we're, we're licensing. I think forty two to forty five states. You know, don't quote me. That changes very quickly. Yeah. We might be even further away along now. Uh, sorry, compliance. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, and you know, you know we are. You know we're, we're focused on. You know, you know as my. Uh, my shirt shells, you know, we're focused on modernizing the mortgage experience, right? Um, but what does that mean? You know, two two things in my perspective, right? One, one is the con- con- customer side. You know, we are we are investing heavy into into enhancing the user experience throughout the mortgage lifecycle. You know, mortgages are one of your biggest life events that happen in your life. You know, it doesn't have to be hard, right? We have amazing technology tools these days, so you know, we're looking to kind of piggyback on a lot of those uh, existing technologies that's out there and also build some uh, innovative technologies ourselves to kind of give that amazing experiences for our customers to make their life a little easier. And then, this, and then the second part is, you know, our, our producers, our loan officers, branch manager, sales manager, you know, we believe in providing top of the line tools for them as well. You know, we are partnering with some of the industry best uh, uh, vendors out there, you know, you know, talk about, Various, many of them. You know, I don't want to leave. I don't want to shortchange anyone. So I won't name names, but you know, those that know who work with us, they know. So, so yeah. And then, so we like to provide like industry best tools for our for our loan officers. So, so it makes it pleasant for them to come work with us. So you know, makes their life easier from whether that be automation or or journeys or or marketing or lead generation. Right. We try to hit a lot of different avenues to make our loan officer and our sales leader successful. So from where I sit, you know, I, I kind of watch uh, the landscape and I can see the marketing that Synergy One puts out into LinkedIn and other other places. Uh, and by the way, it's, if, if people aren't familiar with um, what's the what's the Chase Majerus little uh, show this this week today, this week today, which is a great, great title. Yeah. Uh, just a three minute weekly, you know, kind of summation of the market with some usually some funny uh, little segments in there, but the marketing at Synergy One is fantastic. And in my observation from where I sit is at Synergy One, it's it's as much about the consumer as it is about the originator. And so um, I love that you guys kind of think across two dimensions in terms of who your customer is, right? You, your end customer, of course, is the consumer, but they don't exist unless you take care of that first customer or the originator. And to your point, um, being thoughtful about how you put together kind of top shelf technology solutions for originators, it makes a difference. And I think based on the growth that you guys have had in, in that originator, originator space, you're clearly doing some things, you know, correctly there, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, we have an amazing CMO in our team, you know, Tim Wagner, right? He's a, uh, you know, he's a housing wire tech, tech 
trendsetter, you know, sorry, yeah. correctly. Uh, him and him and his team put out some amazing, amazing campaigns. Um, we have some top of the line proprietary campaigns that they they work on that that return good five x, ten x type of ROIs on the money spent, right? So our LOAs see direct impact on 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 leads that are coming in through the, some of the re-engagement campaigns that Tim and his team puts out. So, so super kudos to them. You know that he, you know he's one of the reasons. You know, alongside our main, you know CEO Steve Majerus himself, who, uh, you know, who when we had this conversation about, you know, I'm, I'm fairly new to Synergy One. I'm, I'm only here about right. four months right now. But you know, just talking to them, you know, before I before I made the move to come over here, uh, just to see their passion on, on the two fronts that you talked about, right? 100% customers, customers, right? Our borrowers, our main customers. But we also put a big, big emphasis on our loan office, our producers, right? Now, not only we want to keep our existing producers, right? We want to attract some of, some of the best talent in the country. Uh, and providing a really great, solid tech stack um, yeah. is, the, is the way to go on that. So I, I, I kind of teased this when we started, and I was excited that we've got somebody that sits in your position on today's episode, because if I go back, I think we're getting close to our 40th episode of this uh, this little podcast. I've mainly had service providers to the industry that have joined me. Um, so call it vendors, if you will. I guess today I sit in that seat in, in my role at Pinlocker. Uh, but we have not yet had somebody in your role that is charged with a couple things. One is evaluating who are the right, what's the right technology to, that's coming down the pipe that you should be looking at. In, in, and then once you have uh, somebody to consider, what's the, the, you know, what does vetting look like and how do you go about, you know, making sure that this is a <clears throat> uh, reputable platform, it's not gonna damage your brand and your reputation. And then three, there's ongoing oversight you know, and 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 uh, relationship management there, and, and probably number four, and arguably maybe the most important, is how do you make sure that you have you don't have uh, either gaps in the technology and services or duplicate kind of services and, and that run up your costs. And so I know I covered a lot in that long-winded question, and we could dissect it, but. I really was just wanted to get have you talk to the audience about the importance of evaluating a vendor, what goes into that process, and then the ongoing kind of relationship management as well. Yeah, no, I think I think those are some some great questions there, Brian. Um, let me see if I can tackle one of them. You know, you know, picking vendors on, on filling you know what we lack at the at the current moment is is, is challenging. You know, because because. Uh, yeah, there there are many vendors that provide a lot of the services you want, right? Um, automation or appraisal or you know you, you can name all, you know, CRMs, right? Like you can name a bunch of them. The, what what I use to evaluate is you know I really like I like I like matrix. I'm a technology geek, right? I, I do matrices and, and rubrics, right? I like to see a big picture view on what the different vendors are offering. What I've noticed is. No one, no one vendor is going to be perfect for you. If if a vendor tells you, "Hey, we got everything for you," they're probably going to be out there like ridiculously expensive, and it's still right. happen, right? Um, don't want to name any names, but um, I'm sure you guys can figure out some of them. Um, but I think um, 
you know, you have to come into mindset with that approach that, hey, not every vendor is going to do everything you want, right? So, you know, you start just, then, then you just put it in, start putting it on paper. Okay, well, what does vendor A do? What does vendor B do? What does vendor C do? Start listing out all the different things that are important to you. Check those boxes off and then see where you're going to invest most of your money in. And it doesn't have to be the one that checks all the check boxes, right? Because relationship also matters, right? Like one of the things I look for is, okay, they might check all the technology boxes. This might be a little bit less on it, but you know, they were much, much nicer to work with. They were a lot less salesy. You know, I can see a relationship forming with this team over the next two, three, five years, which is this one's going to be a little bit more challenging on upselling and having a hard time. Right. So, I, I might go with a different vendor, even though they may not check all the boxes at the moment. I know that they're going to be a lot more stronger partner to us. So I look at I look at those things as well, right? And I think it's important to, you know, as we get back into a day-to-day normal of, of seeing people again, I think, you know, relationships are, are, are huge. Uh, who can you see being a partner with you, not just a a technology that, that, that gives you, you know, the touted as, hey, we offer you best of breed, you know, take it or leave it. Yeah. So so I like approaching it that way, you know, like make a big matrix of, of comparisons and then kind of fill out what's more important to us. And you know, I can talk about weighted averages and all that other fun stuff alongside of that. Uh, remind me some of the other questions because it was, it was too long. Well, I, I, I have a quick one before I go back to uh, go a little bit deeper. So, <clears throat> and this one just came to mind. I, I have to imagine in your seat today and, and kind of where you were in a prior life, you're, you have a lot of stuff thrown at you. I'll call it the, uh, the shiny object of the day, right? <laughs> Baiju, go check out this, this vendor. What do they do? Yeah. I don't know, but their, 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 their presentation was great. I, I need you to go vet it out. We need to add that. How, how do you go about in an in a organization like Synergy One being responsive to the production in the business but at the same time being responsible to the company, um, you know, fiscally and, and from a security perspective, because you can't do everything and you can't sign everybody up. Yeah. I'm just curious how, what kind of internal processes you guys go through to, to make sure you're not just answering the whim of one originator when you, when you go partner with somebody. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, you know, one of the things I like to fall back on is, is always remember your why and, and start looking at, you know, when beginning of the year, most companies will do this, right? You start figuring out, okay, what is going to be your core goals for the year, right? Whether that's two or three or four, right? Identify that this is our mission for the year, right? You have your overall company mission and vision for life, but every year you're going to have a specific goals, right? And then whenever, you know, vendors come in through either referrals or internal or direct call calls, right? You try to look at them, okay, do they fit in? Let's say there were three. Let's say we have three major goals that we want to accomplish for the year. Say, okay, do these fit into any of these three of goals that we want? You know, if they don't, then, then hey, you know what? It was great to meet you, but this may not be the right time for us to have a partnership, right? Let's circle back in, let's say, six months, and, and we can see where we are. If they do fit into one of those threes, right, then you can do a little bit more due diligence on, okay, do they provide, do they fit in a gap that we're missing, right? Like it was a very basic gap analysis. Hey, this would be a really great fit in this thing that we're missing that we don't have the resources for at the moment. And then, okay, let's explore further on that. So that's my approach on like, you know, have your overall yearly goals that are, that are presented to you from a high level. Right. And then see, 
whether the vendors or partnerships or, or even stuff that you want to build, right? Like I'm, I'm a big believer in building your own IP, uh, just yeah. control your destiny that way a little bit more. But even those, right? Do those fit into that? So yeah, the shiny objects everywhere, right? You know, I'm talking about the shiny object, you know, or at the conference, right? All these vendors with all these new buzzers, oh, we got bots and we got RPAs and we got AIs and we got MLs. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't see any. I was surprised, you know, coming from a technology world, there wasn't any talk around the metaverse. I was like, hey, are, are we like not doing the metaverse of technology, like mortgages? Like, where's the metaverse in the mortgage industry? Right? So, so it's not there yet. Maybe next year's conference will have more on the metaverse, right? So I would expect it, yeah. Yeah, so you just got to be careful on, you know, you got to really understand what your company goals are and then what your goals from a technology are to support those company business goals and make sure that the partnership or the build stuff you're going to do fit into those goals. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> and then, so kind of the, the second part of the question is, you're now, you've got this roster of partners in, in your tech stack, uh, so to speak. What is your... You know, what does the ongoing assessment and oversight look like? Because you can't just set it and forget it. It's you're you're we're in a uh, I think we're in this period of time where we're going to see rapid uh, advancement in in our in mortgage in the technology space. And so if you if you're not paying attention to your overall tech stack and you're bringing on the next new best thing, whatever that is, or you're building the new best thing. How, you know, you, I think it feels like you always have to constantly be looking at the, the entire ecosystem yeah. every time you bring something new to the table. Yeah, no, you know, you always, you know, from, from a CTO perspective, right, you always have to be looking at the mac macro side of things, right? Like, hey, what's out there? What is the industry trends, right? Without falling in love with every shiny object. But you also have to pay attention to the micro side of it, right? Like, okay, you know, the partner that we did sign with a few months ago, maybe a year ago, how are they working out? Are we seeing measurable, quantifiable progress? Like, is the relationship building? Are, 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 is the partner, you know, looking at your feedback and adjusting? Are, are they pivoting, right? You know, we talk about startup mentality, right? Like, like are, we, are we constantly iterating on what we're working on? You know, what yeah. made sense like a year ago may not make sense, like not, not even next year, may not make sense, may not make sense now, right? And yeah. are you in a position to uh, to make a change? Are you in a position to pivot, right? And that comes back to making sure your relationships are solid, right? Making sure the partners that you do decide to go with um, has that kind of relationship with you as well, right? It's not just a one-way yeah. street. So, so a lot of those factors play in from, you know, picking the right partner and making sure quantifiable, measurable uh, progression is happening. Love it. Yeah, you always hear about um, the vendors scheduling the, you know, the QBR with the, the client. It feels like it's equally important for the client to be having the same discipline to where, you know, you're reviewing not only your your tech stack but some of the in, individual players in there. It sounds like you got you, that's kind of your mindset uh, uh, that you kind of that you kind of live with. Um, so again, sitting in your spot, um, most of our listeners, I think, tend to be more on the production side. So probably uh, more like your originators. In, and uh, and so, what what advice would you give an, an originator at the street level 
as they think about kind of how they should be providing feedback up into their organization to, to not only improve you know, their work experience, but ultimately the experience of the consumer they serve. And, and is that something that you guys actively do with, at Synergy One with your team? Yeah, no, that is a great question, Brian. Um, I think one of the things um, I, I like to you know, speak to the to originators that are out there, right? Um, from our side, right, we, we got to support all originators, right? Like, like I, I, you know, we totally understand, you know, a sales manager over there or, or, or a high producer over there wants to do a thing a certain way, right? But from a technology perspective, we have to support all of those technologies, right? As, as you understand, like cybersecurity is, is, is a big deal, right? Like, like ransomware is a big thing, right? So the, the, the more we can like have, um, I don't want to use the word limit, but the, the less vectors of attacks that we can have on our technology stack, right? The, the safer we are as a company. Yeah. Um, and then from a feedback perspective, you know, we have multiple channels that, that, that you can reach out, right? They can always reach out to me directly. My teams, like we're, we're big uh, Microsoft team shop. Um, my team is always open, right? <laughs> like people get people talk yeah. all the time. I get random messages. Um, <laughs> So, you know, everyone can, and my email's out there as well. You know, I even have my personal cell phone number uh, uh, posted out on every email I send out internally. So from a feedback perspective, right, like we're all open. Um, you know, our sales leader, Aaron Nemec, and our operations officer, um, Nicole Abraham, right, they both do an amazing job of kind of staying in touch with, with, with everybody from a feedback perspective. You know, we have, we have regular calls to, to get to solicit feedback and, and action. Uh, um, take action on it as well, right? Like, there's something to do about taking feedback, right? But, but what do we do? Uh, I'll give you some examples on, you know, we had a couple of HR initiatives that we wanted to kind of uh, uh, do. Um, and, and you all know um, the industry, right? The Fed just raised rates, right? The industry itself is, is, is contracting a little bit, right? So you gotta be yeah. able to cost a little bit more than usual. But, you know, we had a conversation on like, dude, we believe in our employees and all employees, whether that's corporate or, or field. Um, and then, you know, introducing some, some new amazing, uh, technology side of stuff from our manage learning management system kind of stuff, right? So, you know, we're still investing in our people. You know, that's the feedback we heard. Hey, we need better training, uh, type of tools. And as a, you know, as a CTO kind of technology. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Let, let's go make that happen. Right. So even if it's right. more. We're going to make that happen and provide a better training experience for all of our employees. So I, I love it. When I took away, you know, I put my originator hat on, and I'm I'm thinking Synergy One's a pretty cool place to to be an originator. Uh, there's yeah. the modern mortgage experience, right? It's not just a it's not just a set of words. It's what you guys kind of it's your mission. It's it's your culture that you've that you're building and. and in iterating on, but the fact that you you have your open Teams line, your mobile number, you, you know, originators can reach out directly to you. Not a lot of companies don't don't have that that channel of communication, and I think uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a testament to the to the culture that that Steve and Aaron and, and yourself and the, and the leadership team have built and continue to build at Synergy One. Uh, I love it. Uh, I'm a big fan of. Uh, of the company, uh, Steve and I go back a few decades. Sadly, we've been at we've been at this thing for a while, um, but we uh, 
have known each other for quite a while. Love what he's doing, what you guys are doing there. Uh, I love your, uh, I was super excited to see you join the company because uh, it was, you know, it's something that I think what they were, what, but, but where they needed help was just getting more organized around the tech stack to really now support the mission of, of that modern mortgage experience and to get your feedback today is super, uh, super helpful. Anything else you'd like to share with the uh, audience before we sign off for the day? No, I, th I think, you know, you put it really well, Brian. Um, I think Synergy One is, is a great place. You know, I made the move here from, from, from another mortgage company about, about three and a half months ago. It's been amazing. You know, everyone's, you know, everyone says that, right? Every, but, you know, it is really true at Synergy One. You know? And it was like that my favorite, previous company as well. They were also amazing. Um, but no, people have been great, you know, uh, and from recruiting perspective, you briefly mentioned that, right? Like, like Ben Green does an amazing job as our yeah. recruiting, right? Brings in, has brought in some amazing, amazing talent in the last six months alone. And he continues to do it. So anyone wants to kind of reach out to myself, feel free, reach out to Ben Green. You know, you can find him. He's all over social media as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so when we, when once this uh, is published, uh, we'll include uh, a link to uh, Baiju's LinkedIn. And so I, I'm guessing, Baiju, hopefully this is okay. You may have some other folks that sit in your similar roles, reaching out just for, uh, for feedback from time to time. That's one of the cool things that I get to do here is connect people. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. Part of your responsibility now that you came on the show. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'd be, I'd be more than glad to, you know, and like, I probably end up asking them a lot of questions cause I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm fairly new to the mortgage industry. This is like only my like beginning of my year four. It's only about two oh, wow. years totally into it. You know, I have, I have about a 20 plus year technology experience. Right. And so, now, whatever I can do to help to anybody, you know, I, you know, at the at the ICE conference, you know, I actually met with a whole bunch of other CIO, CTO folks, and I was just asking them questions like, hey, you know, I've been in the business for about 10, 15 years, and you know, my, my first question was, hey, you were there for 2008, like, how did you survive? Yeah, stuff like that, right? So, yeah, whatever I can do to help anybody from a from any technology perspective or product perspective, you know, absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you again for, for joining us, uh, Baiju. It's been, uh, been a pleasure to kind of learn more about yourself and, and Synergy One. Thank you to the audience again for uh, tuning in, and we'll see everybody next week on uh, our next episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Brian.